Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Oh, I know it's been done before, but the biggest sports stories of the year, we'll have a chat about that. And instead of footy Tinder to finish up, we'll finish and start with Cricket Tinder, the Sporting Capital, last one of the year. Yes, indeed. Our final sporting capital of the year. Uh, thank you for joining me. If you're with us me tonight or have been at any stage throughout the course of the year, loved having your company and getting your calls on one 736 736 Your text, 433 The temper text, temper, uh, a mattress like no other. I also want to give just a little bit of love to the, the three leagues that are starting this weekend. I know that... Uh, you might not consider Big Bash a league, but it is. So the Big Bash starts uh, this weekend. The WNBL starts this weekend and the NBL starts this weekend. Tomorrow night, in fact. So I'm going to bring you some audio of the various people we've had on the uh, on the station throughout the course of today. Um, cricket Tinder. Now, we've done footy Tinder all throughout the year where I put up some of the statements being made by some of the biggest names in the game. You swipe left if you don't like it. You swipe right if you do and you get one super like. We're going to do cricket Tinder because I want to finish off with something we've done all year, and that's Tinder. But given it's cricket season just around the corner, then we will go through, we will do our Tindering tonight, our swiping, uh, but we'll do it through the cricket lens. So uh, get ready to start swiping. Uh, Really looking forward to doing that. We'll do that at 7.30. There's some really good ones to sink your teeth into there. 
But given that the, the show often that, that I do before the Sporting Capital is time on, and that's all about your say on the news of the day, I thought, what about your say on the news of the year, the stories that have really captured your hearts, your minds, your imagination, or whatever it is. Now, I'm not very good at doing lists uh, and, and, and trying to categorise which stories I think were the biggest. I might be able to throw up my Mount Rushmore of... Uh, the top Australian sports stories and the top international sports stories. But I just thought I'd set myself a different challenge tonight. I thought I'd put 60 seconds on the clock and then I'd see if I could rattle off every major news story that has occurred this year. Nationally and internationally. Now, I'm going to miss a heap because there's some sports that I'm just not very well across. So if that will give you the perfect opportunity to tell me what I've missed. And I may very well miss a big one that's happened in the sports that I do cover. So that's going to be, um, that's going to be uh, the challenge as well. I can already think of one that I don't have on this list. I can already think of one. So I'll, I'll, bring, I'll come back to that uh, in a little bit, but you, you, I might miss the sport that you absolutely know and love. So please feel free to pick me up, to take me to task to have a crack, I don't mind at all. But I thought I'd put 60 seconds on the clock and I'll see if I can rattle them all off. And if I can't, I'll just keep the clock ticking until I feel like I've nailed um, every major sports story for the year. All right, let's go. COVID had an impact on just about everything. So COVID, uh, the do-better report for Collingwood. Eddie stepping down. Buckley reading the tea leaves and stepping down. Quarter v Brown for Collingwood board supremacy. Alistair Clarkson and Sam Mitchell and maybe the worst succession plan and shortest succession plan in the history of sport. Uh, Jeff Kennett, uh, Hawks for change. Jeff being ushered out. Perth getting a grand final. Hawthorne, uh, Melbourne breaking the 57-year drought. Carlton's external review debacle. T getting shafted. Vossi coaching Carlton. Taylor Walker races slur. Peter Bowl inspires the nation. Ash Maloney, Cedric Dubler in the decathlon. Emma McKeon, the most Australian Olympic medals of all time. Keegan Palmer, the first skateboarding gold medal. Logan McDonald, the same in the BMX. Dusty in his kidney. Burgoyne's 400th. Eddie says goodbye. Tassie drew a line in the sand. Uh, Ollie Wine's first Port Adelaide Brownlow medalist. Steve Hocking leaves the AFL to go to Geelong. Jordan Degoe's escapades in New York. Liam Jones, Denny Van Hagen uh, stand down for COVID. And I'm only halfway through. So another 60. Let's just do it again. The AFLW expansion, round 23, what a round that was when there was about three different uh, shufflings of positions, whether it be Geelong, uh, Melbourne, Melbourne's clinching their first minor premiership in 57 years. The Lions are uh, pipping the Bulldogs into fourth spot. Round 23 was big. The Boomers finally get a medal at the Olympics. Ariane Titmus v Katie Ledecky. Jess Fox and the condom on her kayak and also, too, the gold medal that she's been looking for uh, for three Olympics. The Aussies win the T20 World Cup. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks break a 50-year drought. Tampa Bay Buccaneers break a 20-odd drought. Out. Uh, Toby Green uh, just taking on an umpire physically, not just verbally. Uh, the Matildas, Lisa Devanna, Penrith break their premiership drought and then alienate the whole rugby league community. The white powder scandals of the NRL, uh, including the Melbourne Storm. Ange Postacogli getting the Celtic gig. Ash Barty winning Wimbledon, the first Aussie since Yvonne. Ben Simmons saga, Josh Giddy, Peng Shui, no Novak at the Australian Open, very elegant into superstar status. Jamie Carr's suspension. Perth lose their test. Tim Payne stands down. And I forgot Colin Morikawa. Uh, as well. How do I do? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. What did I miss? What of the biggest sports stories of the year have I missed? I've surely missed a ton. I don't even think I mentioned motorsport. Remy Gardner, there's one. I know that I've already missed. one three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three.
98 11 16 uh, off the temper text. Temper, uh, a mattress like no other. Uh, off the text, I'm guessing you will miss darts. Fallon Sherrick beating some of the world's best male dart plays. There you go. There's one I've missed. Um, 0433981116 uh, off the temper text. Temper, uh, a mattress like no other. A couple of texts that came through to, just to finish up the chats we were having uh, before about the uh, the AFLW schedule. Um, can we please get rid of the 320 starts on Sunday? It's absolutely putrid. Um, Ronnie, thanks for the year. Hey, Ronnie, thank you as well. Uh, appreciate you loving uh, mine and Buff's coverage of the T20 World Cup. Uh, Daniel says, absolutely no need for two games on Saturday night. Every match should be standalone. Um, and this off the text, I would have two on Saturday because if you have a blowout for the one game on a Saturday night, how boring would your Saturday be? If both are close, I'd watch the replay of the other game. Michael and Clyde North. Michael, that would be then in the argument to say, well, why don't you have another game on Friday or why don't you have two games on Thursday? Sometimes there's just going to be games that aren't great. That's true of any sport. Um, I, I hear what you're saying, but that then that would be the biggest – that would be the – the, the, the tact you'd have to take with every night of the, uh, that there was footy on, wouldn't you? Um, Gary says, uh, hi, Sam, love your work generally, but as a Kanga supporter, uh, that would never do. We would never get a Friday or Saturday game again, even if you're on top of the table. Um, uh, as you remember, last time we made four, four, last four in finals, we were rewarded with two Friday night games the following year in Carlton. We got the wooden spoon, got second. Give us a break and drop that line of thought. Just remind me what that line of thought was, Gary. I, I think a couple of people are saying that I'm I'm using performance as a basis of um, what games clubs should get, and I've never actually put that into an argument. I'm all for Kangaroos having Good Friday, for example, because they campaigned for it. Uh, uh, and, I, yeah, I'm guessing you'll miss darts. Liz Cambage. Yes, Michael, I did miss Liz. You're 100% right. Uh, Adrian in Roeville, biggest stories of the year. What did I miss? I think you missed two, mate, um, and I could have missed them because you were going a million miles a minute, so very well done getting all that out. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think Paddy Mills' um, performances in both the Olympics and then flowing into what he's doing this NBA season off the bench is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but also, we won a T20 Cricket World Cup that no one expected us to make the uh, final four for. I did mention um, the Boomers, was... and I did mention the T20 World Cup, but I should have singled out Paddy because you're right. Yeah, what I, what he I did... Yeah, no, you're 100% right. That He deserved an individual mention or in and of him. Yeah, he, Paddy Mills is, is, has, you know, is, is now an icon of basketball in this country. I mean, he sits, I mean, he and Andrew Gaze for me. I mean, that's, that's just how significant a figure Paddy Mills is in Australian basketball. So you're, you're 100% right, Adrian. Hey, thanks for the, uh, thanks for the call. I really appreciate it. No worries, mate. Cheers. I think what he's doing transcends basketball these days, too. I think he's got Australian as a year just about wrapped up. He's doing a phenomenal job. Yeah, great point, too, Adrian. I mean, he started an, an Indigenous basketball program and academy as well. And, you, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, what, what, a, what a man Paddy Mills is. Glenn Boss retirement. It was this week. I didn't suffer from recency bias. And, Bruce, George Cambosis, major boil over. Well, yeah, the unified lightweight champion. You're... You, a hundred percent right. I threw that list together with about, I think, five minutes to go before we went on air, Willem. <laughs> and clearly, prep was not king on this occasion. Um, so, th- but I knew that I'd leave some on the table. Muzzers in Geelong, biggest sports story from you, old mate. Bash Perth, the first winners. Go, go again. 
the ladies' big bash just recently. Oh, yes. And Perth Heat were the first winners, the first time they'd ever won it. Yeah, Perth Scorchers. Yep, they did. I mean, you did really well, mate. That was almost <laughs> like um, Dwayne Russell's ad trying to tell people where, uh, not Dwayne, um, Kane Corns trying to do what suburb do I live in and he can't pronounce. Do you know, Muzz, I almost did it to We Didn't Start the Fire. I, I, I <laughs> Billy Joel, I was writing it today and I just couldn't quite get it to work. I was going to actually record it and sing it. Uh, I'm going to keep it for next year because I uh, I, I just couldn't quite Mate, get it, it to was work. Awesome. No, it was awesome. Well done. It was awesome. Thank it you very much. A lot of memories in that year of, of lockdown and, um, if I don't get to speak to you, SEN have been brilliant for me. I'm uh, still in lockdown for the next eight to ten weeks with my shoulder injury, and SEN have kept me going all the time for the last six months. So thank you, everyone. No, we thank you, Mars, because... Uh, the, the whole... ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Yeah, and to you as well. Uh, we love your work, and we greatly appreciate how long you spend listening to the station, how often you ring and contribute to the station. It's what makes the station go around you and and uh, and anyone and everyone like you that does what uh, what you do and what they do uh, for this station. It's really, that's what it's all about. Thank you so much. Um, Mark in Greenvale. G'day, Mark. G'day, how are you? I'm really well, thanks. What have you got for me? Bigger stories. That's all right. I've got two for you. One was Rowan Browning's performance in the 100, which oh, I thought yeah. was absolutely incredible to win a heat. I would have needed um, about 15 minutes to go uh, on the, the Olympics alone, so I just had to cherry-pick a couple. But you're right, I miss Rowan Browning, and I shouldn't have. Absolutely. And the other one, which I think the Australian media hardly covered, but it was the appeal of Sun Yang and making sure he didn't get to compete at the Olympics. Oh, now that was big. Yeah, that was very big. Um that, that, yeah, you, that's, um, that was quite significant, wasn't it? And it was almost a, a groundswell. And it <clears> continued <throat> on at the Olympics. I mean, there was a lot of uh, back and forth about even the fact that there was the, uh, the Russian Olympic Commission in, in there instead of Russia. So the athletes from Russia that were allowed to compete weren't able to compete under uh, the Russian banner, uh, so to speak. So that, that's an interesting one, Mark, and I appreciate it. Um, a couple off the text, uh, the swimming world records, uh, Tyson Fury, boxing champ, Dicko. Um, yeah, Tyson Fury, that's that's another big one. Um, uh, great call, even I forgot to think of the WBBL, an absolutely outstanding season by the women. Uh, Danny Laidley, um, fantastic, and a lot, and, and Brett with a, a huge amount of support for Danny Laidley, uh, Danny Laidley and what she's been able to do and what North have, have, have done alongside her and with her. So that's a great one too. Brett, thank you for that. Uh, Tony's in Craigieburn. G'day, Tony. Oh, g'day, mate. Look, I've got some uh, um, ramble ones. Yeah. Um, the the sacking of Oli Guy Solskjaer, whatever his name is. Um, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, well, yes. Yeah, I probably said that one wrong. But um, and I'm um, Lionel Messi finally leaving Barcelona as well. So I thought those two were the um, massive stories in world football. Well, you know what? I did stop it, but I didn't scroll down because I've I've done this list on my phone and I didn't scroll down further because I had Ronaldo going back to Manchester United. I had Messi leaving Barcelona. I had the break, the almost breakout league of the the richest of the rich. Remember that almost happened where uh, the biggest clubs from from Spain, uh, biggest clubs yep. from Italy. Um, uh, and uh, and the Premier League as well, and there was a couple of others that almost broke off to form a, a Super League. So I had that there, but I just didn't I didn't scroll down far enough. And the other one was Melbourne City winning their first ever A League uh, title. So I 
I, d- I had round ball ones there, but I just didn't scroll down further. So, Tony, thank you for, for pulling me up on that one. No worries. And you know, I suppose you could also, you say Man, Man City's rise, or that Manchester, uh, sorry, Melbourne, Melbourne City's decline as well. Yeah, and Melbourne victories decline. Uh, yeah, that's a good I mean, one. Although they're getting, they're getting up again, but um, and I'm a Melbourne victory fan, but just watching them last year was, was heartbreaking, some of those results. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, look, I wouldn't expect a club um, that successful to be down for too long, Tony. So hang in there. Thanks, mate. Have a good night. You too. Um, and here's a couple of others that I forgot too. Uh, the uh, the Italian bloke who won the 100 metres uh, sprint, the 100 metres sprint final at, uh, at the Olympics. That's, it's the first time in how long that it hasn't been uh, Usain Bolt or an American. Uh, that was pretty big. Uh, also too... Uh, Mutaz Essa Bashim of Qatar and Gianmarco Tamberi, who shared the high jump goal. Oh, that was that was a beautiful moment, wasn't it? That was very touching. Um, so there are a heap that I've missed, but that was thrown together very hastily. Uh, and the idea was that I had to get it in in 60 seconds. I gave myself another 60, and I still didn't get through them all. Um, so keep yours coming through, 0433 98 11 16, 736 uh, is the number. We'll do some cricket tinder on the other side of this if you'd like to get involved with me. Um, just swipe left or right. I'm going to read you some of the statements uh, that have been made across the week from some of the biggest names in cricket. Swipe left if you don't agree, right if you do agree, and you can get one super like as well. So if you want to play some cricket tinder, now is the time to get swiping on the Sporting Capital, SEN. Off the bench with Hutchie and Pickers for Maccas and Tire Power. Whenever you've got spare change yes. from a purchase, you put them in the jar for the kids. I do. When they're here, I'll just give them some money to spend so I don't have to go and raid my bank account. How much was in there? $550. And did you go all to Mia? No. Well, how did you divvy it? I gave them 250 each. Yes, and what's the, what's the third bit? Oh, it's a $70 administration fee. <laughs> Off the bench, Saturday morning on SEN. Get behind Melbourne United and elevate your game day experience this NBL season. Whether you are entertaining clients, treating your staff, or heading along with the family, courtside seats and boxes are the best way to enjoy the live action at John Kane Arena. Pairing a courtside seat or box with premium hospitality is a slam dunk for everyone. Can Boomers Chris Golding, Matt Delvadova, and United go back-to-back? Find out courtside. Visit corporate.melbourneutd.com.au. You adapt to the changes in your life so why shouldn't your home a duncan thompson home extension will make it happen duncan thompson extensions takes care of everything from the design to the permits to the build and they're a family business that's been extending homes for over 40 years so they know what's most important from concept to completion, they'll plan, design and extend your slice of the world outwards or upwards. It's good to be home. DuncanThompson.com.au Take the chaos out of Christmas and get all your shopping done early at Chemist Warehouse. We've got a range of big brand fragrances that's sure to make the perfect gift. For something mysterious and appealing, choose Calvin Klein Euphoria 100ml, only $49.99. A modern classic you can live in all year long is Estee Lauder White Linen. The 60ml is just $69.99. And you can't go wrong with Dolce & Gabbana K100ml, now $79.99. Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Looking for a great deal on your energy or internet? Or moving home? With AGL, you'll get great value on your home energy and internet with certified carbon neutral options. Plus, enjoy 12 months of Amazon Prime on us when you switch to AGL. 
That's a year of fast free delivery on eligible orders and great entertainment. AGL, altogether great value. New or moving customers only who sign up directly with AGL. Full T's and C's at agl.com.au. I've met and worked with a lot of agents over the years renovating and flipping homes. I must say the agents from O'Brien are the ones who gave me the right advice along the way. O'BrienRealEstate.com.au. The difference is our people and local knowledge. With footy over, it's all about trade and draft. And while we'll talk footy trades for a few weeks in the off-season, Roofing and Sheet Metal Centre talk to trades all year. Get custom-made sheet metal solutions for all trades. Plumbers, roofers, sparkies, chippies, builders and more. Open a trade account by November 30 and you'll get your first delivery free. Aussie Steel, quality guaranteed. Roofing and Sheet Metal Centre. Everything sheet metal from the roof down. rscentre.com.au. T's and C's apply. G'day, Warney here for KFC Supercoach BBL. This year, you could earn the right to wear a baggy green. A baggy green trucky, that is. There's also 25 grand cash up for grabs. Play now at supercoach.com.au. Conditions apply. ACT permit number TP21 slash 01734. Calling all City fans. The champions are back at Amy Park this Saturday night. Next up, it's Western United. Come and see the A-League's most revered front three. Jamie McLaren, Matthew Leckie and Andrew Naboot and they're all ready to fire. There's plenty happening pre-match too. Fans can get their photos with the championship trophy or sign the kids up to a football clinic. Plus there's FIFA 21 on the big screen. Melbourne City versus Western United this Saturday night at Amy Park. Kickoff at 7.45pm. Tickets at Ticket Tech. Come on, City. You're listening to The Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEM. Well, it's normally at this time on a Thursday night throughout the year that we start to get swiping on footy Tinder, and I really love that segment. It's not for everyone, I understand that. But given it's cricket season, I thought let's not do footy Tinder because we'd really just be talking about the schedule. Um, So let's do cricket Tinder. With cricket season just around the corner, the Big Bash starts this weekend, the Shield's been going for a while. Next week, Wednesday, Set your alarms, set your watches, put it in the calendar. SEN's Test Cricket Summer starts with the best called team in the business. The first test from Brisbane. Looking forward to that. Cannot wait for that. So there's a whole lot going on in and around cricket. I thought, why don't we change the template and look at Tinder through uh, a cricket lens this evening. So one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you'd like to get some swiping done, uh, it's very simple. You don't even have to have ever been on Tinder before to play cricket Tinder. All you need to do is is know the rules, and the rules are simple. I'm going to read you some of the statements that have been made by some of the biggest names in cricket, and you're going to you're going to swipe left if you don't like it, and you're going to swipe right if you do. That's exactly what happens when you're on Tinder. You're looking at pictures and reading profiles, and you're thinking, well, that person seems lovely. I'd love to go on a a date with them. So you swipe right. If you don't think that you'd like to go on a date with that person you swipe left so right for yes left for no and you do get one super like and that's a swipe up Uh, and you only get one super like on tinder and if you want to use any more they make you start paying and as i've always said the moment you have to start paying for tinder is the moment you've really gone down a rabbit hole uh one three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen off the temper text temper a mattress like no other a couple that i missed in me trying to get out all the major news stories of the year in 60 seconds i couldn't even get them all out um in 120 seconds um jamie wincup retiring and did you mention jason horn francis uh no i didn't north melbourne's first ever number one pick so again i couldn't get through them all and there was some that i just completely missed 
Um, and I'll put my hand up and say that I had Jamie Wincup down, didn't get to it, and I didn't have Jason Horn francis but you're right, that was worthy um, of, a, of a nomination. Let's get swiping. These are the issues that you will be swiping on and the statements with which you'll be swiping on this evening. The first of which, Shane Warne says that if David Warner can't, then Steve Smith shouldn't hold a leadership role in Australian cricket again. We all know the story of Sandpaper Gate. We all know um, that Steve Smith uh, had certain caveats on his return to cricket leadership. And for Dave Warner, it was a blanket no that he would ever hold a leadership role again. That looks to be easing with the potential for him to uh, take on a leadership role uh, with his Big Bash franchise. Shane Warne says that if David Warner can't, then Steve Smith shouldn't hold a leadership role ever again in Australian cricket. He's just been appointed vice-captain, obviously, with Tim Payne um, standing down from the captaincy. Pat Cummins being installed as Australia's first ever um, official captain, uh, nominated captain uh, as a fast bowler, and our first bowling captain since Richie Benno. one 736 I'm going to swap right on that. I tend to agree. It's not the popular choice, but I, if 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 Dave and I'm using it through the framework that if Dave Warner can't, then Steve Smith shouldn't. That's what Warney's view is, and and I'm going to swat right on that. I actually don't have a major issue with the fact that Steve Smith. I don't have a major issue with the fact that Steve Smith's back into a, a leadership role. It doesn't sit completely comfortably with me. I'm absolutely happy for both him and Dave Warner to be back in the test side. People make mistakes. People get things wrong. People make bad choices in life. It doesn't make them bad people. It doesn't mean that they should be punished forever and a day because if that was the case for all of us, then we'd all be living in purgatory. But it, it, it just, the way that Warney phrased it, I, I do tend to agree with it, but I'm not totally adamant on it. It, it, it. I wrestle with it, and you may too. one three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Brett Lee and Ryan Harris have both backed Mitch Stark to join Josh Hazelwood and Pat Cummins to play in the first test. Brett Lee has said that Stark is capable of having a great Ashes series. Ryan Harris has said, I don't know what he's done to warn, but both of those um, very, very fine cricketers are backing in Mitch Stark uh, to be part of the first test team. Uh, you swapping left or swapping right on that? I'm going to swap right on that. I, I, I was as critical as anyone of, of some of Mitch Stark's games during the T20 World Cup, but he had some very good games as well. His best game was actually the last time Warney potted him. And when I say potted him, it's not a personal thing, I don't think. It's just, a, it's just about cricket. It's just about performance. But as I said a few times, uh, you can set your watch to whenever Shane Warne pots Mitch Stark, Mitch Stark responds. So that's what I'd be expecting to happen if he's picked for the first test. I don't think that we should be con- we should be persisting with the same fast bowling trio for a five-test Ashes summer, given that none of these guys have played any red ball cricket. It's just been short-form cricket. We don't make the same mistake this year as we did in the Indy series last year and not rotate our bowlers, which we've done to great effect over the last few years. So I think having Scotty Boland uh, in that squad uh, as well and some of the guys that are in the Australia A team as well, Jai Richardson, I think would be a great choice. I'd love to see what Jai Richardson can do at test level. So whilst I think Stark should be there for the first test, I'm swapping right on that, I don't think he should be there for every test. 
Uh, Ryan Harris also says that Australia will win the series 4-0. Are you swapping left or are you swapping right on that? I think England will win a test. I, I don't think it'll be a whitewash. I don't think Australia will go through undefeated. Brisbane expecting some really heavy rain on day three, so there's, there's, there's going to be a draw at some stage. But I don't think England will go winless. I thought they might without Ben Stokes. That's that's how that's how much credibility. That's that's how highly I. That's how high. I'll start again. That's I'm being distracted by the Hessian Track Boys losing their bottle, getting a winner home. Um, that's in how high of esteem I hold uh, Ben Stokes. I think he is capable of being the difference between them going un, uh, being um, winless to at least getting one or two Test wins. I think they'll get one. I think Australia win the series, but I think. England will win a test at some point. Travis Head says he should be picked on form ahead of Usman Khawaja. Ryan Harris has said Usman Khawaja. Brett Lee has said Usman Khawaja. But I'm just going to do the swiping based on Travis Head. So Travis Head says he should be selected on form. That's interesting, Travis. And I'm a big Travis Head fan. Now, he was vice captain for a reason. Uh, he's led his state. He's a very, very good cricketer. He's averaging 49.25 in Shield games. He's played in five games. He's batted eight times. He's made 394 runs. But if we're purely basing it on the numbers, then Usman Khawaja gets in. He's made 460 runs. He's made two tons and two fifties. Travis Head's made the two tons and one fifty. So based on Travis's words, I'm actually swapping left. Sorry, Travis. If, if, if you're saying that you should be in on form, then I'm swapping left on that. Because Usman Khawaja has made more runs. Uh, Ian Healy says more of a big deal should be made of Alex Carey becoming Australia's 34th Test wicketkeeper. He said, get a few trumpets out. I'd agree with that. It's been pretty low-key, hasn't it? I'll swap right on that. That's That's been really low-key. Maybe it's because of what's been happening in and around Tim Payne that they're just trying to be quite understated at the moment, Cricket Australia. They've come under fire for the way in which they've responded to what's happened with Tim Payne. So maybe they're just um, a little bit, a little bit reticent to blow any kind of trumpet at any point. Um, Cam Green says he's glad he didn't take a wicket last year. Ian Healy spoke about this today, as well. It was strange in his press conference yesterday where he said, "I'm glad that." He said he's glad that he didn't take a wicket in the India series last year. I'm going to have to swap left on that, Cam. I think that you're one of the most exciting cricket prospects we've seen in this country in my lifetime. But I can't agree that you should be glad that you didn't take a wicket when you picked as an all-rounder. So I'm going to have to swap left with you on that. Uh, the Herald Sun are reporting that Hobart is firming for the fifth test. Hobart is firming for the fifth test. So that would mean Cricket Australia would forego maybe up to $30 million in uh, revenue if it was to be played as a day-night test in Melbourne. They'd be expecting it to go close to a sellout every day if it went for the five days. But Hobart firming as the venue for the fifth test. I mentioned it earlier. There's a line in, if you ever watched Eddie Murphy stand up, there's a line that he came in one of his bits. What have you done for me lately? And this is what I love about Peter Goodwin. He's asking that question of every single sport. He asked it of the AFL and the NBL said, well, here's what we can do for you. The AFL still dragging their feet and they're starting to get a wriggle on now and, and taking them seriously. But Peter Goodwin, what have you done for me lately? 2016 was the last time that uh, that Bell Reeve had a test against South Africa. One of the greatest test matches on home soil I can recall watching was the 99 test v Pakistan. 
Gilly in just his second second test. 140 it sounded New Zealand then, didn't I? Sound like a Kiwi. Second. Um, 149 not out, 238 runs stand with Justin Langer, 127. They need a 369 to win and got home. Um, it's the I'm as torn on this. This is almost one where if you've ever been on Tinder before, you get out of the app and close down the app because you just can't figure out to swap left or right and you've got to make a decision to keep progressing through your swipes. I, head and heart are completely torn. The head financially says, well, it's got to be Melbourne. And given that I live in Melbourne, I'm a Victorian, Bendigonian, born and raised, proud of it, but I'm a Victorian. So what I know that Melbourne and Victoria have been through with lockdown uh, over the last two years and the sporting events that they've missed out on, whether it be cricket, whether it be football and grand fi- AFL and grand finals and whether it be, you know, Grand Prix and you name it. So I'd love to see Melbourne get another test, but I'm also an Australian and I think Tassie absolutely deserved to have more sport played there. So I'm really struggling with this one. I'm still undecided on it. I think I might tentatively swipe right on Tassie getting a, a test. Hopefully Boxing Day is a a massive win and a, and a, and a big boost um, to, to all and sundry in Melbourne. And I'd be just as happy for Melbourne to get the fifth test as I would be for Tasmania. But I think it's a strong argument that, that Tassie should get a crack at it. What have you done for me lately? Peter Goodwin is an absolute force of nature. He, he might end up being one of the most popular premiers that Tassie's ever seen. If you're in Tassie, let me know. Uh, 1-300-736-736-0433-98-1116. So those are the items you can swipe on for Cricket Tinder. Give us a bell if you want to get swiping and give us a view. There's some text coming through. I'll share those with you on the other side of this. Sporting Capital, SEN. The Captain's Run, the big issues, the big talking points, and plenty of your calls every Friday morning on SEN. Glenn Boss has been good enough to join us this morning. The bar that I've set myself through my whole career has been very, very high. And I basically made a promise to myself many, many years ago that when I felt that I was not going to be at that level, I would make that decision and make that call. Friday mornings on SEN. Hi guys, Warney here for Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. Ever wondered what it's like to wear the baggy green? A baggy green trackie, that is, like the one I wear. Well, this year I'm giving you the chance to find out. I'll be giving one away to the winner of every round. There's also 25 grand cash up for grabs and plenty of KFC prizes. So what are you waiting for? Play now at supercoach.com.au. Conditions apply. ACT permit number TP21 slash For radio lovers, it all adds up. DAB Plus is the innovation to your favourite station. Where the music is nearer. Like the announcers are sat in your rearview mirror. And with DAB Plus, there's even more for us. Hip-hop, kids pop, 80s and jazz. More than 20 extra stations. Just as soon as... You upgrade your audio with a brand new radio because there's more to love for us on DAB+. Betfair is the world's largest online peer-to-peer wagering platform. On the Betfair exchange, it's a different kind of betting. It's not like a bookmaker that sets a price that suits them or like the tote which scoops money from every pool. On the Betfair exchange, you are betting against other Betfair punters just like you from all around the world. When you place a back bet, you can take the current price on offer or enter your own price to set your own odds. On Betfair, if you think something will win, then back it. But if you think something won't win, lay it. And that's what makes Betfair different. 
Lay betting is completely unique to Betfair. When you place a lay bet, you are betting on an outcome not to happen. Betfair is the only place where you can bet for and bet against. See the difference for yourself. Sign up at betfair.com.au and head to the Betfair hub for more information. Gamble responsibly. If gambling becomes an issue, call 1-800-858-858. Doing a bit of painting? Monarch Rollers make your job easier by pairing the nap length with your project. Walls and ceilings, exterior doors and trims, anything. Monarch Painting Tools at Bunnings and Leading Paint Specialists, monarchpainting.com.au. Performance. It's time to overcome BBI. Bad Business Internet. Summit Internet solves bad internet. Five times faster than the NBN. Have your business internet installed within 10 days or the first month is free. Summitinternet.com.au. Get behind Melbourne United and elevate your game day experience this NBL season. Whether you are entertaining clients, treating your staff, or heading along with the family, courtside seats and boxes are the best way to enjoy the live action at John Kane Arena. Pairing a courtside seat or box with premium hospitality is a slam dunk for everyone. Can Boomers Chris Golding, Matt Delvadova, and United go back to back? Find out courtside. Visit corporate.melbourneutd.com.au. Hi. Shane Heal here. This Sunday, catch the biggest rivalry in the NBL for free on ESPN with KO Freebies. It's the return of NBA legend Matty Dallavadova, who's back on home soil, fresh off winning a bronze medal in Tokyo. All eyes will be on the NBA champion and former teammate of LeBron James as he lines up for Melbourne United. Don't miss this monumental moment in NBL history. It's the Sydney Kings versus Melbourne United this Sunday from 3pm Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time on ESPN with You're listening to The Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEM. Uh, Cricket Tinder, instead of footy Tinder on a Thursday night to finish up uh, The Sporting Capital for the year. I was really hoping for a few more calls, but I understand that it might not be convenient for you to do so uh, and maybe just not that keen on the swiping. Uh, But we've had a great response to footy Tinder throughout the year. It'll be back next year. Uh, Off the text... Uh, welcome back, Sammy. I was concerned you were off with stress leave after my relentless knowledgeless text badgering through the World Cup. Awesome coverage, you and Chuck Strutt. Can't believe we got up. Awesome. Hey, thank you. There wasn't a name attached to that, but thank you kindly for that message. No, I just had a couple of weeks off. Um, Sporting Capital finishes up tonight, but uh, my summer is going to be very busy with Big Bash and NBL, WNBL. So um, that all starts uh, this, well, all those competitions start this weekend. So uh, as of next week, I'll be on duty for those. Uh, so I've got some audio to play for you from uh, the Tassie Jack Jumpers coach, Scott Roth. They're going to open up the season at home against the Brisbane Bullets. Um, we'll hear a little bit as well from Beck Cole from the South Sydney Flyers, the reigning champions. Uh, Simon Mitchell from the South East Melbourne Phoenix was on today uh, as well. And a little bit more um, that I'll bring you with Bathurst as well this weekend. But a few people wanting to text in their swipes for Cricket Tinder. Uh, before I do that, can I just say a little cheer? I don't normally do this, but I jumped in an Uber today. Uh, I've got a function on tonight. Uh, and my Uber driver was an absolute legend by the name of Dean who loves SEN, listens every day. So I just wanted to give you a, a little shout-out to Dean who uh, if there was seven stars I could have given you, I would have. Um, but it a very good man, and I enjoyed uh, the chat with you, Dean. So uh, have a, a great night and a, and a good Chrissy as well. Uh, 0433981116, the Tampa text. Most of the cricket tender work coming through off the text. So uh, this has come through from Daniel in Lilydale. Uh, swipe right on Inglis should have been the next batsman keeper. 
Uh, no, don't go batsman keeper. Go keeper batsman. We've we've made that. We've 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 finally just relieved our minds of the Adam Gilchrist curse, meaning that we think that every keeper has to be a almost fifty average batter. It's keeper batsman. Uh, apparently 18 runs in five first-class innings is now enough to be selected. Yeah, he's had the score of 66, Daniel, did Alex Carey, um, averaging just over 20. His shield average is over 34, which is just slightly more than Josh Inglis in the same amount of first... They both played 45 first-class matches. Uh, Carey's numbers shade Josh Inglis's just, but it is pretty close. Um, Inglis has got the uh, advantage, maybe, for some, of being four years younger. I think that's a disadvantage to him here, given the state of where Australian cricket is at at the moment uh, and how we absolutely need experienced campaigners. We need uh, assured, matured, not saying that Josh Inglis isn't, but Kerry has captained his country. That's the kind of people we need around Pat Cummins at the moment. It's a really tough gig that he's about to go in, made tougher by the fact that he's the first ever bowler officially instated as test captain. So... He needs experience around him. He needs wise heads, experienced heads, cool, calm, collected. And he's a a very, very good keeper as well, is Alex Carey. If you wanted to make the batting argument, because Inglis hasn't played any Shield games at all, then you'd probably want to go down the Chuck Berry and Wade Second line of talking about Jimmy Pearson, because he's made two Shield tons. This year, he's a very good keeper and, and has captaincy experience at well at, uh, at first-class state level. Uh, he's made 286 runs at an average of 47 in his five Shield games and seven innings um, this year. So I, I see what you're saying, Daniel, but if I was you, I'd, I'd be going down the, with, with your argument. You, you might have wanted to go down the Jimmy Pearson line rather than the English line. But uh, thank you for the text anyway. Um off the text, exactly best man with the gloves. Um, Tazzy missed out on the Afghan test last month. Yeah, they did. Give him the Ashes test, I'd go. That's from Brendo in Geelong West. Thank you, Brendo. Uh, swipe right. Uh, no, just actually just did that one. Um, I super like your call, Sammy. Ashes won't be whitewashed 3-1 Australia's way. Um, why isn't Zamper our spinner for the Ashes? It's a good question, Roy. He's become one of the best T20 bowlers in the world. Maybe the thought is that he just might not do enough um, in, in tests. Um, that that might just work against him. Mitch Swepson's uh, appears to be the heir apparent to Nathan Lyon and may even get a chance in this uh, test series because you, you think that there might be a time where England might play two spinners as well. Um, a couple more. Cricket Tinder. Swipe left on Travis Head being selected. Uh, Smith should be captain. End of. And then the text stops. So it's like a, like a mic drop, isn't it? It's like saying, oh, I'm sick of this conversation and then just walking away. That's that's um, that's a boss move, whoever, whoever sent that text in, which is nonchalant. End of. And just didn't even bother finishing the sentence. That's how convinced they were that they were in the right. Hey, thank you for sending it through nonetheless. Uh, a couple of people want to do some swiping uh, off the text, uh, on the phone rather than on the text. Sean in Canberra. G'day, Sean. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks, mate. Uh, you want to do some cricket tinder with me? Yeah, look, it's more about the Shane Warne comment. I'm, sure. I totally agree with Shane Warne. Um, I think, I don't, I, unless we find out the uh, details of what happened with Warner, like, I don't understand why there's, like, one rule for one, one for another. Well, that's the question that's being asked, and Warney's doubled down on his view again. He, he said it, I think, yesterday or the day before. He's doubled down again today. Damien Martin has tweeted his support of what Shane Warne said, and Warney ha- believes that... Uh, that there's a few other quite prominent people within Australian cricket that text him saying that they agree 
with what he said in, in regards to Steve Smith, who was captain at the time of Sandpaper Gate and said that he just didn't want to know about what may or may not have been happening. And um, Dave Warner, who's kept pretty silent on, on what exactly happened, um, but uh, the charges levelled at him were that he was the instigator of it and he was uh, the um, the person who directed Cam Bancroft to, to do what he did. So the punishments that were handed down, and Dwayne was reading about it today on Dwayne's World, uh, Sean, that uh, part of Steve Smith's reinstatement into leadership roles would be dependent on um, his form at the time, his his where his standing in cricket was at that time, what the fans and the people thought, and there was a few other things around it. But for Dave Warner, it was that you'll never hold a leadership role again. So it is curious that there are that there were two different rulings that were that were handed down at the time. Um, did you want to do any swiping with me? Were there any others that you wanted to swipe left or right on? Uh, well, that was the, the big one. I, I just wanted to also comment on the fact that is Shane Warne the Donald Trump of Australian cricket? Why do you say that? In terms of, well, just huge statements, left, right and centre all the time. I love it. As a cricketer, like, I love that he speaks his mind. There's probably not enough commentators who do that. I don't always agree with him. Sometimes I think he's uh, being a bit over the top, but I sort of love it as well. He's like <laughs> he, He's keen to speak his mind. And uh, it's a headline every time. Go well, Warney. But I think that the difference between he and Donald Trump without getting political is that Warney actually knows what he's talking about. Um, Warney's self-made and he's one of our greatest ever um, and considered to be one of our brightest ever cricket minds. I mean, he was never captain. And yes, he did run in himself. He did get himself into uh, a fair bit of trouble in different aspects from time to time of, of his career. But that doesn't preclude him, as I said last night, from having an opinion. So I think a little bit harsh with it, but I get your point. I, whenever he does speak, everybody listens. It's a headline straight away when Warney listens. And that's probably because when you've got the resume that he has, um, when you talk and he, and he doesn't tend to, he, he doesn't talk without knowing the topic. He, he tends to really be across everything that goes on in cricket and he and he does and he is quite astute and informed when it comes to the game itself. And his opinion does hold sway. I mean, we've we've seen he's a needle mover as well, Warney. Um, for some, he's an acquired taste. Um, but his resume would will, will forever and a day um, absolutely give him every right to to have his view, even if it might seem to some as it's contradictory or, or hypocritical given that he might be talking about things that are of a behavioural nature. And there were some that don't like that and made that point uh, last night as well. Uh, interesting thoughts though, Sean, and I appreciate you sharing them. John's in Greensboro. G'day, John. Yeah, g'day, Sammy. Thanks, uh, thanks, buddy. I, I thought I'd, um, I'd join in the, um, and, and do the Tinder thing with you. But just before I do, I just want to make a comment on our wicketkeeper batsman. Um, I, I just reckon we're, we're being spoiled ever since Adam Gilchrist. I, I don't think we'll ever be happy um, with our next uh, wicketkeeper batsman uh, uh, unless we see somebody come in and, and smack it around like he did. Uh, and we seem to sort of judge everybody based on Adam Gilchrist's achievements. And, and before that, I mean, uh, Healy was a, a, a very good gloveman and could bat. Uh, and before that, uh, Rodney Marsh was a little bit of a cavalier with the bat, and we were pretty ha- pretty happy with him. But I don't think we'll ever be happy after Adam Gilchrist. You know, John, it, you've you've got me thinking because I, I I think you're 100 percent right. We, we've we've Adam Gilchrist, who I've had the pleasure of working with, 
um, is one of the, the, the loveliest, not best people you'll ever meet in your life and one of our greatest ever cricketers. I mean, he is just a, a unicorn for what he was uh, to the game. And we got, we, we, we got seduced by that and we started to think that that was the norm when we, we really should have known all along that this was the proverbial diamond in the rough. Unicorn's probably the right one. This is, he was just a mythical creature. The, it, it gets me thinking about the, the friend you might have. And let's just say it's a bloke who once upon a time managed to, managed to rendezvous or, or what's the, what's the, correct term that I'm looking for managed to date a supermodel or a, t- or a 10 you know you know the the VB ad where it was about the guys all marching batting above their average you, you've all got a mate who was able to do that once but then forever and a day became the most picky bloke in the world because they thought that that was the standard that they were able to achieve all the time that person is delusional we've all got a mate like that we've been that mate when it came to Adam Gilchrist, we've just been delusional. We, we, we were able to couple up with a 10 and we thought that that was going to be our lives for the rest of time. And really it was just, a, it was just a luck and it, it was a great story and a great experience and one that we'll never forget, but it's never happening again. That's how we need to approach the Adam Gilchrist situation. <laughs> Uh, John, thank you very much for the call. one three hundred seven three six seven three six Cricket Tinder. Good fun. Good times. Uh, we're going to wrap up uh, on the other side. Dave in Strathmore, stay right there. I'll, I'll come and take your call. Um, don't forget to, because I think we're just running a little short of time, don't forget to that NBL starts tomorrow night. Tassie Jack Jumpers, history being made. They're going to play Brisbane, uh, the Bullets, at home. Uh, it's going to be a, a must-watch occasion. Make sure you tune in uh, to that. WNBL starts this weekend. Saturday night, Southside Flyers, the reigning premiers up against the Bendigo Spirit, who were the cellar dwellers last year. Perth Lynx and Adelaide as well. The Big Bash starts this weekend. The Sixers and the Stars on Sunday. There's Bathurst. There's A-League. Uh, we are spoilt for choice. Uh, Dave and Strathmore, I'll get to you straight away on the other side of this. Sporting Capital, SEN. Did that analogy work? Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Nicole Livingston, AFL General Manager of Women's Football. So we actually don't want to pigeonhole women coaches into just women's football. We want women coaching both men's and women's teams. So, you know, and that does take a wholesale change. But the calibre of player that's coming through the system, I mean, you look at someone like a Daisy Pierce, I would question whether or not an AFL men's program would shut the door on what Daisy could bring as a coach to their men's program as well as their women's without putting too much pressure on someone like Daisy who's still playing. Back tomorrow on SEN. Kogan Mobile. Just $4.90 for 30 days. Tennis fans, with all of Victoria connected, I want to tell you about Tennis Rehab, where you can discover country lawn tennis while sharpening your game. In conjunction with lawn tennis clubs in north central Victoria, Tennis Rehab invites you to experience three-day sessions with great coaching. All within two hours of Melbourne with accommodation options to suit your needs and budget, whether you're on your own with a partner or a group. Tennis, a com, food and wine. Sounds pretty good to me. Visit tennisrehab.com.au to find out more. G'day, Warney here for KFC Supercoach BBL. This year, you could earn the right to wear a baggy green. A baggy green trucky, that is. There's also 25 grand cash up for grabs. Play now at supercoach.com.au. Conditions apply. ACT permit number TP21 01734. Live forward with the Lexus hybrid range at Lexus of Brighton. It's time to reimagine the way we move and live. 
Experience the feeling of seamless performance with fewer emissions in a prestige hybrid vehicle that charges while you drive. The Lexus Hybrid Range. Every movement intuitive and confident. Every journey exhilarating and meaningful. Your future starts now. Expect perfection. Experience amazing. Lexus of Brighton, 99 to P and Highway, LMCT 9897. On the SEN app, check out the SENW channel with stars of women's sport at home and abroad. Daisy Pierce, <laughs> Katie Brown, Stephanie Brands. Plus, on the SENW channel, we cover AFLW, Rugby League, W League, Netball, Cricket and track the female stars of horse racing and more. For the latest news, interviews and catch-up podcasts with the biggest names in women's sport, jump on the SENW channel. Download the SEN app now. Ned's Blended. Pick multiple runners to win in the same race and get special blended odds. If any of your selections win, you win. Available on all three codes. Take it to the Ned's level. Minimum blended odds $1.10. Gamble responsible. What's the coolest thing in the Docklands? Ice skating! At O'Brien Ice House, from amateur to expert, there's fun to be had for everyone on two Olympic size rinks with skate school and ice hockey courses for all skill levels. From introduction first time skaters to high level skaters, O'Brien Ice House has the most experienced figure skating and ice hockey coaches in Australia. Ice hockey! That's right, the fun never stops. O'Brien Ice House, Australia's premier ice skating experience. See O'BrienIceHouse.com.au. For radio lovers, it all adds up. DAB Plus gives a new appreciation for your favourite station, where announcers sound nearer, (laughs) you're closer to the game, even traffic is clearer. And with DAB Plus, there's even more for us. Think music, think guests and all the rest. More than 20 extra stations. I can tell you're impressed. So upgrade your audio with a brand new radio. Because there's more to love for us on DAB. Calling all City fans, the champions are back at Amy Park this Saturday night. Next up, it's Western United. Come and see the A-League's most revered front three, Jamie McLaren, Matthew Leckie and Andrew Naboot, and they're all ready to fire. There's plenty happening pre-match too. Fans can get their photos with the championship trophy or sign the kids up to a football clinic. Plus, there's FIFA 21 on the big screen. What a finish, Jamie McLaren! Melbourne City versus Western United this Saturday night at Amy Park. Kick-off at 7.45pm. Tickets at Ticketek. Come on, City. You're listening to The Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Ah, it's almost time to bid the Sporting Capital farewell for uh, another year. Before we do that, uh, I think Dave in Strathmore is keen to uh, get some cricket Tinder swiping happening. Dave, hello to you, mate. Hang on, have we clicked on Dave? There um, we go. Dave, come on in. Hello. Hello, mate. Have you got me? I've got you loud and clear. Thank you, mate. Um, having, I'll say firstly that Alex Carey, I'm a big fan of Alex Carey, good choice, but have I missed something? Has Matty Wade retired from first-class cricket? No. No, he hasn't. I just think that, um, that the idea would be now that they would be looking to future. I think you'd still get... You know, I think Gilly was 29-30 when he first took the gloves for Australia. We sort of forget that. I think they'd be looking now that they're looking to the future. Yeah, I guess, but I remember rightly he played a fairly big role in, in winning the Ashes in England last time. Yeah, he did. Good good point. Good point, Dave. Um, and, and and I've been making the point that at the moment Australia needs... They need reliability. They need maturity around Pat Cummins. They need experience. Um, they need people that are going to, you know, help him 
rather than the other way around, um, which I think Alex Carey fits that mould nicely. But you're right, I'd sort of move past Matty Wade as well. And it's a, it's not a bad argument that you make. It's it, The only criticism of, of Wade he is, and it only happened twice that I can remember at the T20 World Cup, is that maybe his glove work isn't as sharp as some of the other guys that we're talking about, Dave. Yeah, possibly. Uh, I just wonder if also his um, his character or abrasiveness or, or attitude maybe count against him these days. I don't know if that's a factor well, or not. It uh, didn't at the T20 World Cup. And, and you, you get a... You get a pretty good idea of, of where people are at in the aftermath of celebration. And, I mean, his performance to get Australia into that T20 World Cup final will live on through history. Um, but, yeah, you couldn't pick up on any of that. Um, they would look like a pretty close-knit bunch from what we could see. So I don't reckon that would uh, count against him. Dave? Thanks, Sam. Uh, pleasure, mate. Thank you for calling. Have a great Chrissy if I don't speak to you. You too, mate. Cheers. Uh, well, that's gee, that's uh, pretty much it, isn't it? A couple off the text. Uh, the analogy I was using before about Adam Gilchrist, um, the unicorn, and how us pining over Adam Gilchrist is like the and wanting some, uh, the next keeper or the keepers that we have after him to to be exactly like he was is sort of like uh, as this person says, he managed to entertain a supermodel. Is the term you were looking for? It's exactly. It's I don't mind the analogy. It actually works. You've, we've all got that mate who, once upon a time, was able to date or have a dalliance with a a person who was so far out of their league it wasn't funny. And from that day on, they thought that that was the that was the average that they were batting at. And we all knew that they were batting well, well above their average. It was like the day that Glenn McGrath made a sixty odd. You're never going to see it again. And that's that's what this is with Gilly. We're never going to see it again. Hey. Thank you so much for all the calls and the texts. I'm the luckiest bloke in the world because I get to come in every night and speak to you and converse with you and debate with you. And um, I'm the luckiest bloke in the world to be able to do that. And I truly, truly and very much appreciate it. Have a great Christmas. I'll be doing the Big Bash uh, all through summer in the NBL as well. Thank you so much. Stay safe. Have a great, great Christmas. Thank you for all your contribution through the year. It means the absolute world.